Before I start this episode of Dad Is Not An Now, I want to thank again VT Heroes for sponsoring this episode of Dad Is Not An Now. And go out there and support this amazing game, a black-owned creator deck-building fighting card game. They represent different body types, too. Check it out. If you're a fan of Power Rangers and Ultraman, then you're going to love this game. And then also, make sure you subscribe to their YouTube channel, J1 Studio, because this Saturday, they're having an exhibition match for VT Heroes. So all the details will be in the description below. Support J1 Studio. Support VT1 Heroes. So for you, yeah, yo. There will never it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here but that I'm behind you But always got you, hinder discussion, nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak A change will partake, cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded prepare you for all of the above that I'm never letting get near you but still in all give you every advantage I found couldn't find a better fit for them along with my crown and since the baton was passed hopping down cause feeling's not an option and dad is not a noun not at all welcome to the channel from prince to slave to legend. The story of Abram Petrovich Ganabal. Alexander Pushkin is considered by many as the greatest Russian poet and the father of modern Russian literature. He is famous for creating literary works such as Eugene Onegin, The Bronze Horseman, and many more. But what is lesser known is that he was of African descent. His great-grandfather, Abram Petrovich Ganabal, was an African prince turned slave who became a general to Peter the Great. Pushkin even wrote a book about Ganabal entitled Blackamoor of Peter the Great. Pushkin was very proud of his great-grandfather. And it wasn't without reason. Ganabal was an extraordinary man who rose from slavery to become a general in the Russian military. Not only that, but he was a brilliant engineer and inventor, creating many of the tools used by Peter the Great's army. So, who exactly is Abram Petrovich Ganabal? How did he rise through the ranks of the Russian army? And was he really born an African prince? Keep watching to find out. So, who is Abram Petrovich Ganabal? Abram Petrovich Ganabal was born around the year 1696 in the ancient town of Logon, Africa. When he was still a little boy, Ganabal was abducted by a rival ethnic group and sold to Turkish slave traders. He was brought to Constantinople in 1703 and became a servant for about a year under Sultan Ahmed III's household. Around that time, having a black page boy was a symbol prestige for noble families. So, in 1704, a Russian diplomat called Peter Andreevich Tolstoy ordered the Constantinople ambassador to acquire a pageboy to serve the Tsar at that time, Peter the Great. If you're familiar with that last name, that's because he's the great-grandfather of another famous writer, Leo Tolstoy. When Gandabal arrived in Moscow, he was presented to Peter the Great, who immediately took a great liking to him due to his intelligence and potential. 
One year later, in 1705, Gandibal was baptized with Peter acting as his godfather. Since he did not know his actual date of birth, Gandibal used the date he was baptized as his birthday due to his gratitude. He also took on Peter's last name, Petrovich, as his own. How did he rise through the ranks? Being the godson of the Tsar gave Gandibal great privilege, but is that the only reason he was able to rise through the ranks of the Russian military? Of course not. He rose through his own incredible merits. Peter the Great was a progressive-minded leader who wanted to modernize his country, despite the resistance he faced. And he wanted to use Gannibal as an example to show that a captive can be educated. So, he ordered for Gannibal to be given a multidisciplinary education. Gannibal showed great promise and was taken by the Tsar as his personal assistant in all his military campaigns. He also learned several languages in the process and excelled in mathematics and geometry. In 1717, the Tsar sent Gannibal to France to receive education in arts, sciences, and warfare from the best military institute there. One year later, Gannibal decided to join the French army with hopes of expanding his military engineering knowledge. He wanted to please his godfather who placed such great trust in him. During his studies, a war between France and Spain broke out. Gannibal fought in it and was able to rise to the rank of captain. He finished his education in 1723 and returned to Russia to become an engineer and mathematics tutor for one of the Tsar's private guard units. But then, misfortune came. In 1725, Gannibal's biggest backer, Peter the Great died. His widow, Catherine I rose to power supported by Prince Menshikov. This prince didn't like Gannibal because of his origin. Menshikov was also jealous of Gannibal because Gannibal received a better education than him. Gannibal was exiled to Siberia in 1727, and his talent was wasted for two years after the jealous prince finally died. Catherine didn't want to waste the talent of this talented engineer and reinstated him as a military engineer. He would still remain in Siberia for a few more years where he helped build a fortress and led several construction projects. Gannibal earned the title of master engineer during the entire process. He also got something entirely different in that time period. A wedding ring. Gannibal married a Greek woman named Eudokia Diop in 1731, but it was an arranged marriage where both parties were unhappy. The marriage did not last, and they later divorced. Fortunately, Gannibal was able to meet his true love, a woman named Christina Regina Seoberg. They married in 1736 and had ten children together. One of them was Ossip, who would have a daughter named Medeza, the mother of the great Alexander Pushkin. In 1741, Elizabeth I rose to the throne as a new monarch. She appreciated Gannibal's talent and appointed him as a prominent member of her court. He then rose to the rank of Major General and became the governor of Rival for a decade. He became the chief military engineer of the Russian army in 1756, before eventually rising to the rank of General-in-Chief in 1759. Gannibal would eventually retire in 1762 and died two decades later, in 1781. Earlier in the video, we asked a question of whether Gannibal was actually born as an African prince. There was actually a greater debate about his real origin. It was assumed that he originated in Ethiopia. But, in a letter he wrote to Empress Elizabeth, Gannibal stated that he was from the town of Lagan. But where Lagan is in the context of modern Africa is a mystery. Russian anthropologist Dmitry Anichin theorized that Lagan referred to Logochiwa in Eritrea. However, it was later found out that Anichin's theory was based on the discredited Hamitic theory. The Hamitic theory was a theory separating the races of African people along North Africa and the Horn of Africa from the rest. It was an attempt to explain how countries like Egypt had more advanced ancient civilizations than the other more primitive ones. It was a racist theory based on the assumption that the native African people couldn't have produced something so advanced, so it had to be the work of a different race, the Hamitic race, a subdivision of the Caucasian race. Anichin was implying that Gannibal must have been of the Hamitic race, because his achievements would be unexplainable otherwise. However, this racist theory has been debunked. 
It was now believed that Ganabu came from the old Kotoko kingdom of Logan Burney in Cameroon. He was likely the son of a chief in an ancient sultanate. So, he was actually a prince. An inscription on Ganabu's crest was found to match the word homeland in the local Kotoko language. Despite all the debate and doubt, there is no denying that Ganabu was a great man who made a lasting contribution to the world. He is a reminder of how far someone can go with just talent, hard work, and determination. We hope his legacy will never be forgotten. So, what do you think of Ganabu? Did you know that Alexander Pushkin was of African descent? Let us know in the comments section below. Click like and share if you enjoyed this video. Subscribe for more videos like this one. See you in the next video. So for you, yeah, yo. There will never it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here but that I'm behind you But always got you, hinder discussion, nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded prepare you for all of the above that I'm never letting get near you but still in all give you every advantage I found couldn't find a better fit for them along with my crown and since the baton was passed hopping down cause feeling's not an option and dad is not a noun not at all my message to any dad man first off know that yeah it, it is a hard job but it's the greatest job in the world I wouldn't trade it for anything I wouldn't change anything about it everything you're doing from here on out if it didn't have purpose before, now it has purpose. It's the most important thing you'll ever do. Just be a dad.